Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome to Five on the Floor live here on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. Today's floor plan, I got Greg Sylvander. You can find him at Greg Sylvander. I will have Brady Hawk in a minute. I think he just dropped off. You can find him at Brady Hawk. 305. We come to you after the Miami Heat get absolutely thrashed in the final three quarters of this game. Lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers 113 to 87, dropping their third straight on a road trip. No Jimmy Butler tonight. No Tyler Hero. Bam Adebayo did return along with Dwayne Dedman. Uh, Gabe Vincent did not play. Duncan Robinson did play. It doesn't really matter. Okay. They are not a good basketball team right now. That's just what we've established. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We are going to take your comments. We probably will do more with your comments over the course of the show than we typically do. If you're hearing this on the podcast uh, feeds, we hope you stick with us during that. But we want to get to viewer comments because, listen, we want to hear you, okay? You guys hear from us a lot. The season is now 7-10. and 10. I don't want to say it's on the brink, but it is definitely going the wrong direction at this stage. We're getting close to that 20-game marker that Pat Riley talks about. They will not be over 500. At the 20-game marker, I don't have any confidence in them to win in Minnesota tomorrow night as we're speaking. And then they come home for two against Washington, a team that they just lost to, albeit they may have some more players by then. But I don't trust this team right now from minute to minute, quarter to quarter, possession to possession, uh, actually. And we're going to get into that tonight. We are sponsored by our friend Lynette. Find her at insurancebylynette.com from A Aggressive Insurance. Phone number is 954-581-8800. 954-581-8800, insurancebylynette.com. She can get you all types of different insurance, whether it's life insurance, homeowner's insurance, renter's insurance, car insurance. She's especially good at getting car insurance for people who don't have great driving records. Again, I can speak to that not personally, but I have directed people to her that I did not think could actually get car insurance, and she found it at a reasonable, reasonable rate too. So reach out to her, 954-581-8800. I know we've had some people who've gone over there lately, uh, and she's also a huge Miami Heat fan, and she's on the streams all the time. So she is one of you. She is suffering with you right now. Work with her. Uh, ins- uh, insurance by Lynette. That's two N's, two T's. Uh, InsuranceByLynette.com. All right, let's get right to it on tonight. The big story was they started the lineup we wanted them to start. Uh, when we saw who was going to play tonight, it's almost like Spolstra didn't have a choice. Okay, And, and we say that because – we were surprised that Nikola Jovic did not finish the last game. And I'll go to Brady on this first, because I don't think you're especially critical of Spolstra um, for good reason. Okay. And neither am I, uh, but we, we ha- we thought there had to be an injury in the previous game. Okay. The game against Washington. And that was the reason that Jovic didn't play the last like four or five minutes and didn't play the overtime. He went with Orlando Robinson and they didn't have any playmaking at that point. They needed someone else to create. They didn't have anyone. I thought it might have been his wrist or his knee. And Spolster basically said it was rim protection. 
Um, and then tonight he ended up starting him again because there was no one else. I think if Gabe Vincent had been healthy, he might have started Gabe along with Lowry and just gone small. But they didn't have that option. As we saw, Caleb Martin was basically not just a starting small forward tonight, but also the backup point guard. So he did start Jovich. I thought there were good moments early. Um, the connection between him and Bam is clearly there. I saw nothing tonight, and even with the score, that makes me think that Jovic should be shelved. Uh, I still believe he should start on this team sooner rather than later. But just can we go through the whole Jovic thing here? Because I, I, I it does seem like he doesn't want to play him. Yeah, there's something there because we we talked about this last game where uh, we basically viewed it as an injury because. I didn't have an answer. If it wasn't an injury, I didn't have an answer. Like, I'm like, I don't see a reason why that wouldn't happen. I, we saw the, like a uh, injury type of thing where he exited the game after he had that fall. So it was like, okay, that's probably what happened. Uh, but there was no reason not to close him in that game. Like the shots Orlando Robinson was taking, and I'm talking about this last the game against in Washington. Those are the shots you wanted. Jovic taking like cor- two corner threes. One of them he missed. The other one he got fouled on that got reversed. Like, those were shots that were in his wheelhouse. Uh, so that was just a weird thing in general. Moving on to this game, I agree. Like, I thought the Jovic band minutes looked really good. I thought they were getting out on the break. The first play of the game was, like, Jovic handoff. He rolls. He gets in the middle of the floor and, and hits Bam on the baseline jumper. It's like, a, okay, like, this is the base they want to get to. Uh, they make it pretty clear the way they want to use Jovic is basically they want him in the middle of the floor at all times, which makes sense because you can use him as a popper. You can get him in the middle of the floor, allow him to play make, and he also has good finishing. Uh, and good touch around the basket. What happened, though, uh, we basically saw them go away from it the rest of the time. Like, it was like, if there was a game to try it where you don't have available guys, you don't have an offensive base, you don't have a bunch of shot creation, this was the game. And I I, I tweeted this at halftime where I was, like, looking at the, the minutes in the first half because Haywood Highsmith got put in, and it was like, where's Jovic? Like, is he, like, what happened? Because he's not in the game again. And I was looking at Larry and Struz each had 20 minutes played. Bam at 16, Caleb at 15, Duncan at 13, Highsmith at 11, and Jovic at 11. They basically, he was basically last among all the guys that played essentially, which it makes no sense for us. One, a guy that started, one, a guy that you wanted to see next to your primary player on the roster. Uh, and third of all, a guy that did not look bad. Like, it wasn't like they were trying out Haywood Highsmith, and then Haywood Highsmith looks like he doesn't know where to be offensively and can't hit a shot, so you go away from it. Jovic looked good out there next to him. And then uh, and I don't really want to hear the the defensive stuff because, for one, in a game like this, you're not picking offense or defense, first of all. Like, that is not what you're doing in games. You play your talent. Uh, and I just don't think Jovic has been that bad defensively. Like, he's contested well around the rim. He's done what you wanted to do uh, him to and drop, which is not his natural positioning. So uh, I feel like the things we've seen from Jovic have been good. But the things that we're seeing, I guess, from Spo and the willingness to play him – there's just not, it hasn't been that willingness. And I don't know what the reasoning is, I guess, behind the scenes, I guess. I don't want to hear about defense when they scored 87 points tonight. I it's, it's, yeah. it, it, it's enough. And and I guess, Greg, I, I just did a, uh, I, I just did a hit with, uh, with channel seven that's going to air later. And Mike DePasquale asked me a question because he had me on a couple weeks ago and he had asked, is it time to panic? And I said, no, I said, it's time to be concerned. But I think we've moved past that at this stage. And and I really – you know, you and I did an episode which I, I think is even more relevant now. We did it this morning, and it's on the YouTube channel. It's on the podcast feed about whether or not, you know, this is a calamity or an opportunity. But 
if you're not going to play Jovic the big minutes, it's not an opportunity. It is a calamity. And and I, I just look at this team right now, and, and you can't – I just hope they're not doing the thing, okay, that they do sometimes. Like they did in 2014-15, where like if we could just get our starting lineup that includes Josh McRoberts healthy, okay, our LeBron James replacement, if we can just get that healthy, we'll be fine, right? Or we want to see that before we do anything. I, I don't think this is just about Jimmy and Tyler being out. This team didn't look good – when they were in it now, obviously now they're more shorthanded, Greg, but you can't follow the effort that you had in Washington with this. You had more bodies. Bam played well tonight. I thought, or at least he was active. He was engaged. Okay. Until things kind of fell apart. Uh, they did add Robinson back. So they had another, you know, quasi rotation player. They weren't as shorthanded. They looked completely outgunned, outmatched, out caring, out everything. I, it's just it, it, this just looks like a season that's just off the rails right now to me. I, so I hope they don't do that. Just say, oh, well, we're healthy. We're fine. They're not. You're right, because half measures will avail them nothing. So it's like we're, we're at this point where like there's there's even question marks related to the direction that you go here, because like if you're not going to play Jovic because you are a veteran laden team that's trying to lean into your playoff identity then that's one thing, but like it's Haywood Highsmith, like stop, like he has no playoff identity. So to your point, I also think that you have to really take a hard look at this core and you have to say, is it good enough? And like, obviously I think that there was moments where they were good enough last year specifically. And I think that sometimes certain cores, they, they, you don't know when it's going to happen and, and they peak. And I just don't know if maybe that's what's taking place here. This has felt weird all year, even a game like tonight where they're undermanned. You expect for them to play with a level of grit and like just kind of intensity where they just don't look like they lay down. And well, they look game, like they did like, like they did the other night. You're right. Like exactly. And then now they got to go against Minnesota tomorrow night. And it's like, how's that going to come together? So now you're, if you think about it, um, what are they seven and 10 now they could lose tomorrow and be seven and 11. Like at what point do you start to look at this and say, we need wholesale changes. And what I'm, what I guess I'm concerned about and a little fed up about is you either need to have the guts to make the necessary moves as big as they need to be to maximize the, 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 the fact that you have Jimmy Butler right now, where you need to have the guts to do whatever the heck else needs to happen to then rear the guys like Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero and your young players and get those guys ready uh, for another era of Heat basketball. Pick a pick a lane, I guess. Well, they need to I'm pick at. a lane, but but here's the problem, Greg. Like we talk about the move, right? Like what is the move? Like trading for a starting four now, when we all want to see the kid play the four. Like, is, is that the move? Like, Jay, like, I just saw a comment come in. It's totally right. Jay Crowder is not fixing this. No. Right? That's, and, that's and, the and, problem now, is that well, those and, little and moves aren't fixing it. They're not fixing it. And, the other, and we will read all these comments. We appreciate the super chat. Just hold that for one second. Uh, the, the other thing about this is there's a comment that came in that says, Real Heat fans knew this wasn't a good team before the season. I don't understand how people knew that. Like, I, okay, literally, they subtracted one guy. 
Okay, that guy has gone scoreless in five of his last seven games with Philadelphia. Like, what are we talking about here? I I understand that P.J. Tucker was more utilized in Miami. This is not a P.J. Tucker problem. I'm going to keep coming back to that. P.J. Tucker plays tonight. It makes no difference for the Heat, okay? Why? Because he's going to scream at some guys to get into defensive position? Uh, To me, Something went wrong with this. Now, maybe the way the Tucker thing was handled, and Greg, you and I have discussed this, and the fact that there was frustration, it, you know, among some players about him leaving, okay, and maybe a lack of understanding about the reasons for it, similar to Crowder leaving a couple of years earlier, maybe that seeped in to this group. Maybe Tyler getting his extension seeped in to this group. Maybe Tyler getting his starting job seeped into this group. Maybe Tyler getting more shots seeped into this group, okay? I'm not pinning it all. Maybe Lowry's reaction to Riley calling him out on his conditioning seeped into this group okay there there's a lot of stuff here okay we've talked about the fact that last year it didn't seem like bam and jimmy were on the same page a lot during the playoffs something's off okay but the idea that everybody knew that a team was a shot from the from the finals was going to be a bad team this year like they are categorically a bad team right now like brady this is not again dropping from First in the East to, okay, right now they're, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, what were you saying, nine and eight or something like that, okay? They're not. They're, they're seven and ten, and they look the part of a seven and ten team, too. They they, they, they beat a mm-hmm. Phoenix team. We, we all herald this as this big win without Chris Paul and without uh, Cam Johnson, right? What is their good win? I mean, I don't want to sit here and start stripping this Phoenix win away from me because that was still a pretty decent win there without Tyler. Like, let's just not go off the rails okay. totally. Uh, but it, it's true, though. Like, they, it's you see where they're at now at 7-10. and 10, But the thing is with me is, like, with this roster that they had tonight or the ones that they had before, they've not even – like, they always talk about having an identity. They haven't even had, like, almost an identity. Like, they don't, I don't even know the direction of the identity that they're going in because there's nights where you're like, okay, you can see the defensive principles maybe – uh, the the Phoenix game where we talked about kind of the shots they were forcing, and we've seen some of that tonight, uh, not going too far into schematics because that did not matter tonight. Like the, they were forcing those shots in the middle of the floor, but Mobley was just sort of hitting them early in the game, and it kind of just uh, broke their zone. Uh, and then there's the offensive side where you see games where they have a little bit, but they never have consistency. And tonight, like a game where you have all your role players, you're supposed to shoot well from three. I was just talking about this with Greg before we started the show. 19% from three. Like – I don't know what you're supposed to do. When you don't have your main guys, you're supposed to get shots up like that. Uh, so it's just a weird space in general. Uh, offensively, like uh, we talk about identities and everything, like I just said, but but Jimmy and Tyler still, I don't think, are forcing a certain identity in another direction. Like they have to figure something out. I don't know what that's going to be. And like you were saying, like I just don't know. We could say rebounding and getting a four. But is a four figuring out their identity? Like, probably not. Like, they have to have a certain direction to go into. And the last thing I'll mention is there's a certain trend with this team offensively where, like, they play really well to begin first quarters and usually mm-hmm. third quarters. Mm-hmm. Where I compare it all the time to, like, in NFL where you have, like, when you come out to begin a game and you're scripted and you're, right. like, really good on that initial drive because you have everything and you're everything down packed. And then all of a sudden when it goes off the rails a little bit and you have to play freely, it's like, what do I do? That's what I see with the C team. Like they come out the gates mm-hmm. and they have a system. Like every play was worked through Bam. Every set was worked through him. Mm-hmm. They had something. The offense is rolling. And then all of a sudden, then it trickles into the second quarter. And we could say it's some of the bench guys getting in there. But this has been a thing all year, even when they had a lot of their main guys. 
they freelance and then it becomes a little bit of iso ball and then it becomes a bunch of nonsense then it becomes tough shots i'm looking out there tonight like they have bam on the floor and it all worked and then all of a sudden i watch guys like kyle and all these guys try to fight off a one-on-one and they can't get by them like even almost and it's like then all of a sudden the lead goes down and down so there's this thing that there's this trend where they don't have the the sustainability or consistency right now and we can speak about identities, but the consistency is one of the biggest things that I just don't even almost see them having it. Cause just one day they have it. One day they don't one quarter. They have it, one, one quarter. They don't. And here's the thing. They can't blame Tyler for that. Nope. Uh, for going off the rails the past few games, they can't blame Tyler for that. He wasn't there. He didn't have anything to do with it. So I, I feel like he's been in some ways internally a convenient scapegoat. Um, and sometimes it's been, it's been real. Okay. When he's pounded the ball too much and taken them out of their offense, but he wasn't there to do any of that. All right, we're going to get to more of this. We are going to get to the comments. Super Certainly the Super Chat comments. Our producer, Manny Chang, is going to line them up. Do want to mention another sponsor here, though, ODM Performance Solutions. It's ODMPSI.com, ODMPSI.com. We have to change the script here. You know why? Because the script was, this is for a consulting company that sponsors us. It was team building is hard. Just ask the city of Sacramento. The Kings have won six straight. We can't do the Kings anymore. Uh, just ask the city of, well, just ask the New York Jets. Okay, let's just do that because they're stuck with Zach Wilson for the next few years. Uh, ODM PSI can help you build a winning team and keep it together if you're looking to fill an important role in your company. ODM PSI can help you find C-suite level leadership, sales rainmakers, plus management and operational support staff. To find out more, check out odmpsi.com. That's the website that's up there right now. Very cool site. Or call 954-434-0634. That's 954 434 0634. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. The ODM performance solution of the game. Was there any one thing tonight, and then I will get back to Greg, was there any one thing tonight that could have changed this outcome. I mean, Okoro had his season high in what the first four minutes that he played. Like, give me something. Give me something. Is there anything that could have changed the trajectory tonight? Haywood Highsmith becomes Michael Jordan. Like, that's pretty much th- that. Something has to like make like a major jump in a game where like th- this. I I look at this and I don't even see like Jimmy and Tyler fixing this out the gate. Like just the way the energy was like, if we just plug them into what we just saw, like on the surface, they don't really fix that. So maybe Greg has something better of of a, of a solution, but I I don't really see it because everything across the board was just terrible. 
Uh, I'm going to go for a trade for LeBron James, just like Brady said. Yeah, that might be what you need. Well, look, Haywood Highsmith should have gone the way of Michael Jordan and not played tonight. But that's the, you know, it's funny. Highsmith, Highsmith caught lightning in a bottle for like two minutes in the Washington game. And just grabbed a bunch of rebounds. I mean, other than that, he's not looked like an NBA player. And and he's a nice kid. And, you know, I think we were all rooting for him. But it just, I don't know. It's one of those projects that I think uh, Spoh's gotten a little too attached to at this point. And I I do think, and we said this on a a previous stream, and now we're going to put the comments up, and we're just going to go through all of them. But it, it, it almost is. It's like if you're undrafted, you get more leeway than if you're drafted. And I, I don't know if it's because they look at Jovich as a long-term play for them and they want to make sure everything is right as he goes forward, but he does things that none of these other undrafted guys do in a good way. I That's where I'm at with it. All right, let's get to the comments. Manny, line them up. Super chat ones first. This comes from Jason. We always appreciate his contributions. Orlando Robinson, Highsmith, having a three-point green light, but Jovich comes in the game. He's, he's primarily used as a roller. Spo confuses me sometimes. Brady, I'll go to you again on that. Yeah, I don't mind them going to him as a roller. Like I said before, like they want to get into the middle of the floor, uh, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's, it's maybe it gets bad when they like, – I understand what he's saying in, in terms of like when they go to it too much, like let space out. If you're playing with Bam in general – why not use Bam as the roller primarily? Because that's the whole goal here. You want to use the guy, the other guy next to Bam as the up the break shooter. Uh, he ended up one, like we talk about Jovic playing well, and it's funny because this is when like stats don't matter. Like we're looking in a lot of this was second half, just garbage time, but he ended up two of nine, one for six from three. And I still didn't view this as like a bad offensive game from him. Like he started the third quarter, by the way. Uh, and they got two threes like right in the beginning of the third quarter. Both of them were because of his playmaking. Like one was an assist and one was him, passing making a pass that was just like a hockey assist and just kicked out like the stuff he's able to force on the perimeter when he's facing out like that uh and i agree i think the green light thing is true because part of the reason awood highsmith has the green light is because he's open every time like jovich isn't open like awood highsmith and like i always say and i feel like i said this last time there's a reason awood highsmith and orlando robinson are open like that's not the it's thing situational and it, it's situational and it's exactly what miami did you talk about isaac okoro having a big night that's like the guy you help off of on Cleveland when he's on the floor. He just made you pay. And I feel like most times those guys do make Miami pay in general. It just always te- seems to happen. But uh, Jovic having the green light on a night like this, I guess, would probably be more beneficial for them in the long run. I, I see Jose, who's on here a lot, uh, commented. I, 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 I sort of agree with this one. Highsmith have the same Rodney Magruder future. I don't even think he's got Rodney Magruder's upside. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But, I mean, it's a similar thing, though. Yeah. It's it's Spolster getting attached to a tryhard guy, yeah. and and, and, and I understand from the corners, using those buddy. right, but I understand using those as plug guys, but not not playing through them or counting on them in any way when you have a more uh, skilled player. Um, let's go to a couple of them. When is it, Aiden? When is it time to trade Jimmy and restart? When Jimmy says so. That that's going to be my answer to this. They are not going to trade Jimmy Butler unless Jimmy Butler asks for a trade. that That's my perception of it. You cannot do it, even if you wanted to, and that's a whole other debate, okay, which I, I understand Aiden may feel they should, okay? And there are some fans who will feel that way, even as attached as they've gotten to Jimmy, okay, that you go that direction. They're not going to be bad enough to get Wemby, so let's stop with that, okay? And they're not going to do that because they're going to end up trying to ride this thing out for another 10 to 20 games, and by then there's no chance of it. Other teams are going to tank better than them. But I would say this, okay, as far as Jimmy goes. 
he is the guy who reset this whole thing for them. If he wants to stay, he stays. They, they're not they're not trading him uh, again without his say. So it's just that that's it. We we can credit Pat and all the rest of this. If Jimmy Butler doesn't say he wants to play in Miami, in part because Dwayne was here and all the rest of this stuff, and Dwayne sold him on it, and this was this was the place he wanted to be. The Miami Heat are still playing with Hassan Whiteside. Okay, it's just that's that's where you're at. And Does so, he still want to be in Miami this summer, Ethan. I mean, I think so. I, I haven't heard anything, and you know that I talk to people around him. I haven't heard anything that leads me to believe that he's on wants to go. I, I know he wanted PJ back. Okay, we know that. Um, I know also that he was hopeful they could make a big move. But I, I also think there has to be recognition here that their big move the previous summer was the big move he wanted. And I that feel is like limited. the Kyle Lowry thing is so much going to dictate some of how the Jimmy Bear, Jimmy Butler era goes. Yeah, as, I mean, if, um, if Kyle, if Kyle is moved, okay, without Jimmy say so, then yes, that creates uh, a ripple that that could lead to something like that. But right now, I I don't think that's the case. Right now, he has a lot of faith in Eric Spolstra, and I know they have a lot of faith in Andy Ellisberg. Okay, that is. We talk about Pat and others. I saw uh, Jimmy said something very complimentary of Pat recently, but but to me, their camp believes in Andy. Okay, I'm just I'm just telling you that they believe he will be able to figure things out. But I just think that this season there were some circumstances while waiting for Durant, uh, not making a move. We're going to have a whole episode about their tax situation because that is an overhang on the organization, also all of these things have come together and then a team that looks like they just didn't come back with the same energy, same momentum and all that, where it seems to be collapsing on itself now. But I don't, I don't believe that it's enough to lead Jimmy to ask for a trade. I don't, I don't think, I don't think we're headed that way. Um, And people are saying he wanted Lowry here. He did. And that's, and that's why, that's why Kyle Lowry is here. Jimmy Butler is the reason Kyle Lowry is here. Almost the only reason. (laughs) I mean, pretty much. They would not have given him in the third year. There's no way. They knew they were overpaying, but they were in competition for a player that Jimmy Butler wanted. And that offseason, there was not a lot else out there. And let's be honest, Goran Dragic is not a starting point guard in the NBA anymore. We can argue whether Kyle Lowry is, but Goran Dragic is not. He's he's in the perfect role in Chicago, and he's refreshed. This comes in from Corb. Something doesn't add up. The pieces don't fit in. Like last year, we have two we have two, sometimes three players that can get their own shot. Also, Highsmith is not an NBA player. I think we've established uh, some of that. Um, the get your own shot thing, Brady, because I, I think part of what we're talking about here, when, again, the script is not there anymore, right? And they have to adjust. They don't handle adversity very well, and they don't ad- adjust very they, – they, they don't have the athletic ability to make things work when the sets break down, right? And that hasn't really changed. Lowry's gotten a year older. Oladipo is not available, right? I mean, yeah. Tyler still needs a screen most of the time. Yeah, two, sometimes three is on the high side because I feel like Jimmy is that guy. Like, Jimmy can can do anything. Like, he can draw a switch and he can get into the low post. He can take a tough shot in a mid-range, even though many people hate that type of shot. He can create a shot, a good enough shot to create positive offense. Uh, and I think we're kind of selling Tyler short a little bit because we have the the kind of not needing a screen thing, but he can create a shot. <laughs> like looking at this roster tonight, he can create a shot, whether it's a tough look or not. He has an ability to get to his spots and fire over the top. Bam has the ability 
But in those spots, do they go to him enough? No, they have never, they, they go to him in certain spots when he gets into a rhythm, but he's never been the guy that just going to say, we're in a tough spot offensively, bam, get us out of this rut and just go get a bucket. Like that, that's not what they do. So that's why I leaned on the more to the two side that I think it's Jimmy and it's probably half bam, half Tyler, but it's, it's like in that two and a half range. So uh, that's problematic. Like when I was watching this game tonight, one of the things that stuck out to me was like, I said it before, but like, Kyle can have those big nights like we saw the other night, but what he is not is a shot creator. <laughs> like he's not going to be a guy that's going to burst by your point of attack defense. He can create point of and kind of paint touches off the ball by uh, kind of slashing off the catch, but he's not going to be somebody that just runs kind of one-on-one and gets in there and does, makes a play. That's not going to happen. Max Struess is not going to be a guy that does that. Caleb Martin, all these type of guys that are playing are not going to be that guy. So uh, it's just tough to play a team that can score like Cleveland and kind of break apart your defense when you don't have those shot graders. So it was kind of, it was kind of known. I feel like that Miami wasn't able to stick with them tonight, but I think it was just the way it happened. The way that they didn't even look like they were even on in the same ballpark as this team was kind of what stuck out because uh, clearly I don't think they, they even had a chance looking at what they had on, out there tonight. By the way, how many shots did Bam take tonight? What did the box score say? He ended up with... I know he didn't play as much as he would have if it hadn't been a blowout. He was 7 for 14 from the field, and he had 7 free throw attempts. Okay, so he's averaging 14 attempts a game this year, right? The goal was 15. He's not that far off from it. I, I, I'm going to keep coming back to this. I understand his turnovers are up. I, I, I get that. Um, I know there are still some things that need some polish in his game. I I just I I don't think he's the problem. I don't. I, this and this narrative that's not. out there on Twitter and Kendrick <laughs> Perkins and others that he's the issue here. I just I don't. I, I mean, if yes, if you wanted him to become a twenty-five and thirteen guy this year, then you're disappointed. But I do think there has been some progression at this point. He is averaging more shot attempts than he did last year. Um, let's go to this again from Jason. We appreciate the super chat. We knew this team wasn't good enough and saw limitations last year, even when they won. Being limited offensively and also bad at rebounding is a recipe of disaster. I'm sick of watching this. Let, let's get to the last point here because I think this matters. I, I, I think there has to be concern inside the Heat organization that people are going to tune this team out. Yes. Right? Hey. And, and I, I, I think that matters. I, I do. I, I think that matters. Like you come back from this trip and you're 7 of 11 and 7 and 11, and let's say you drop one or two to Washington. I keep bringing this up too. There, there's more compelling thing going on in town right now. Um, in some ways, that kind of hides the heat a little bit from some of the scrutiny. They're not at the top of the talk shows. They're not at the top of the TV shows. Maybe but for also, now, but not. right. But you don't want it to be Christmas and you're out of it. Like I, that's right. I mean, that's when we say yeah. typically the season starts. And there have been. I mean, Brady, you and I have been there with Alex. The crowds have been kind of late arriving or not arriving lately, right? It's yeah. I mean, the, the late arriving jokes are always going to be there, but the there there seems like there, there's been energy there when it's late in the game because every game has been close. But I think feel like there's still that there's a different feeling in the building because of the, there just feels like there's a certain level of disappointment. I guess is like the season. They're expecting things to go wrong. I I, I think there. That's is a the, shame because this team everything went right for last year, and ultimately right. I think it's going to be interesting to see how the organization in the front office. Uh, navigates the the basically the reality that the fans want 
the roster to change and mm-hmm. like how much do they listen not listen to the fans in terms of like do what they want transaction wise because they would never do that but in terms of like when a when a team and a season gets stale how quickly do you have that phone call like Andy you know aim, you know famously talks about when they were 11 and 30 and they're about to go you know on a road trip and make those big decisions and then things change all of a sudden when does that phone call happen i think that's like kind of but the you, next interesting thing to watch for good, you've made a good point here and then we're going to take more comments and we're going to close you you've made a good point here they are caught in between because like it's hard to justify making a move to give up assets right now if it's not a serious needle mover for you. Yep. In other words, just trading Duncan Robinson at a pick that you may need for a bigger transaction down the road, right? To plug and play a power forward next to Bam. You almost can't do it now, but if you don't do it, then the fans are like, you're not doing anything. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So, so, so they're, they're kind of stuck and they're not going to go the direction that I'm seeing some people say on the comments, which is to go tank. They're not going to do that until it's, it's too late. Draft. It is, but they only did that in 07. Look, they only did that in 07, 08. Okay. Because everybody got hurt. That wasn't the plan. They went into that season thinking they had a shot and they had to trade Shaq I mean, even Haslam got hurt. Wade got hurt. The whole damn team got hurt. They were playing G League guys, okay? Like, they were playing G League guys behind G League guys. Like, they didn't have anybody to play that year. And so they went that direction. That was not their intention. And then they ended up missing out on the guy they were trying to get anyway, which was Derrick Rose, right? And then they took Beasley instead of Westbrook, and sort of the rest is history, and Randy Fund hasn't worked since. Like, that's (laughs) that's basically – like that that's where they've gone. Okay. Turns out they probably should have taken Brooke Lopez, who's who Pat probably would have taken if he dropped down in the draft and he went 10th. They're stuck right now. They're stuck. Cause like what happens if the Nets situation implodes and Durant asks out again? Then what? Then you've traded a draft pick to go get Marcus Morris or Harrison Barnes. Plus, Sacramento are probably not trading Harrison Barnes right now. They've won six in a row. Like things have changed around the NBA. All right, we are gonna we're just gonna put up like five comments after this. I do want to mention. Uh, prize picks. We'll get to this. Uh, we'll get to this one next, uh, Manny, because I do want to get to all the super chats. Um, do want to mention prize picks? Use the code word five F I V E. Get your initial deposit match up to hundred dollars. This may be the only way to have fun with the Heat season going forward. Okay, so use the code five F I V E. Get that initial deposit match. You can now play six players together. To tell you how easy this is, I don't want to throw his name under the bus. Louis Sun doesn't know anything about the NBA. He's one of our NFL guys. He won a he won a twenty five to one six player. Uh, card the other night okay put down 20 bucks and won 500 that's not even his sport okay go to prize picks they got the world cup up there now mma is up there now nhl nba nfl of course monday night game coming up uh go to prize picks use the code five make sure you use it that keeps us in business it also gives you up to a hundred dollars to play all right let's just get to five comments super chats first um you really want me to pronounce this okay mitsuaki there we go Jovic deserves an actual real shot that uses him in a way that's comfortable for him and helps the team. The season isn't doomed, but Spo in the front office has to be honest. Go get Miles or Russ. Well, that's two very different scenarios. Um, Miles Turner is what we're talking about. That is, first thing, Indiana's playing well. He's never fit there, but they're playing well. Miles Turner, though, is a guy who you would have to trade a pick for, right, that you might use for something else. And it's like, does that save? I like him as a player. We know both that both expired have not always been on the best terms. 
Yeah, and then you'd have to re you'd have to re-sign Turner. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook, you would get him because you'd think, okay, now I'm getting off the long-term money of let's just say Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson. Miles Turner, you would trade Duncan Robinson and something else, give up a pick, and then immediately you would have to assign him to a four-year or three-year extension. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit more of a commitment to a Miles Turner than a Russell Westbrook. L- let me ask you this, Brady. If you could have Miles Turner or John Collins, you take who? Probably right now, Miles Turner to be honest, because I'm kind of skeptical. I've been skeptical, I guess, on the John Collins fit in general, just because I don't really know what version you're getting. I think you know what you're getting from Miles Turner. You're going to get a shot blocker. You're going to get a guy that can rebound a little bit. The only part of Miles Turner that I've been skeptical about, like on the surface when we were talking off-season and options, was like, is he closing games? Where right now I'm looking at it, I'm like, probably. Like, he probably will a lot of the nights. But, like, when it comes down to it, they're still probably going to go small ball because they're just going to, it's the slow way that he's not going to play Miles Turner in a closing match. But then again, I sit here and I say, Orlando Robinson just closed the game in Washington. So, hey, get a better version of Orlando Robinson and Miles Turner, and maybe they can. But uh, I, yeah, I'd probably leave Miles Turner for that reason. All right. This one comes in also from Mitsuaki. Nick, a point guard, small forward, shooting or shooting guard, small forward, use him like that instead of Caleb. Uh, again, we'll see if that actually plays out. I mean, they did. They did. Uh, I have a feeling he's going to be stashed back deep on the bench at some point, and and Heat fans are going to be uh, very upset about this. Uh, two more. Ron from Bruno Mori. Heat issues of snowballing. Hard to pinpoint or have any injuries may decide where the season goes. Even players seem to know it's not about wills. I, I do think there is a certain resignation that has set in with some of the players. Good word. This season, right? That's not just about, but you still want to see a little more will occasionally, though, like more than we saw tonight. Yeah. Fake it till you make it at least. (laughs) Give it a chance. All right. One more. One more. We'll take one more. We appreciate everybody hanging in with us tonight. Um, this was this was the very do we gotta wait till the game is finished to start the post-game show? I will say this. We were gonna start really early. I had to do a TV hit, but I can tell you because we faked it. My TV hit with WSVN tonight, which is airing around 1130, I think. Uh, we did tape that with six minutes left of the game. So I, I did get that over with so I could get here on time. And actually, I had to wear a button-down shirt for that one. So I just this is the benefits of doing everything at home. All right. We'll have a full episode. Uh, bring back Myers Leonard. That's an appropriate way for this to finish. Thanks to Greg. Thanks to Brady. Thanks to our sponsors, Price Picks, A-Aggressive Insurance, ODM Performance Solutions. Listen to our episode from earlier today. It was It was – we got into a lot of this stuff that you guys asked us about here, not knowing how the game would go. We're going to promote that one again tomorrow because I, I think that uh, you guys will get something out of that. All right. Alex should be back sometime this week. Thanks to everybody for joining. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network.